Welcome to the Arise podcast. My name is Tanya Anderson. I'm the CEO here at Arise. And it's my pleasure to have with me today Chelsea Vitale, who is the lead for our Nursing Home Transition and Diversion Program. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you. So this is a really important program that goes to the core of what Arise does as an independent living center because you are working with folks who might otherwise be in an institutional setting and putting all the supports that they need to be successful in the community. Can you give us an overview of of what you do? Sure. So um, at the Regional Resource Development Center, which is located at Arise, um, there is the NHTD, Nursing Home Transition and Diversion Waiver Program, as well as the TBI, Traumatic Brain Injury Waiver Program. And our goal is to put services in place for individuals with disabilities or seniors to live independently in the community and not in a nursing facility or institutional setting. Great. So these are um, two pretty broad categories of people with disabilities, either traumatic brain injury, as you mentioned, or someone who is in a nursing home or likely to go to a nursing home that we're basically transitioning or diverting from that setting. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. And what does someone have to um, experience or have in order to be eligible for this program? So the NHTD, Nursing Home Transition and Diversion Program, um, an individual needs to have Medicaid. If that's something that they don't have, we would be able to assist them in obtaining Medicaid and then be able to move forward. Um, And then they also need to meet what we consider nursing facility level of care, which is determined by one of our nurse evaluators. If someone is in a nursing facility, Um, you know, most likely they would be able to meet nursing home level of care. I like to explain it where um, without our services in place, would this individual be at risk of being placed in a nursing home? And then the third for NHTD would be they have to be between the ages of 18 and 64 upon application or over the age of 65. Right. And with the traumatic brain injury, what are the requirements? With a TBI waiver program, you need to have a documented traumatic brain injury and be between the ages of 18 and 64 upon application, as well as the active Medicaid. Wow. And nursing facility level of care. Okay. So, I mean, that sounds somewhat complicated to me that's not in it but it's actually it sounds to me like you give a lot of support because as I mentioned as you mentioned you help folks with a Medicaid application if they're not involved and we have nurses on staff that will do a lot of the evaluations for us. That's correct. Um, We would not assist the individual in filling out the Medicaid application however we would make sure that they get to the correct person that would be able to assist them with that. Great. Okay. And then once someone is determined to be eligible, what is the role of ARISE in this process? The role of ARISE is to ensure that services are put in place through our provider agencies that we work with. Each program, NHTD and TBI, have several provider agencies, and those providers are ones that provide services such as service coordination, um, an aid service, 
any services to help the individual live independently in the community and the role of ARISE would be to approve those services for the individual within their service plan. Got it. So I think this is a really important distinction because um, our Regional Resource Development Center, our RRDC, covers a really big territory. Yes. And what you're doing with your staff is really um, helping to coordinate all of those different pieces, eligibility, making of a service plan, and then we work with different agencies that do the direct service for the individuals. Is that right? That's correct. And I know we've talked about the kinds of services that actually are delivered to the individuals, which by definition are going to be very different depending on the person, but it's a huge variety. Can you talk about that? Sure. So the RRDC and the NHTD waiver program are designed to have the individuals make their own choices um, based on what their needs are. So an individual will not benefit from every single service that we offer. However, um, most of the services and our most uh, popular services that we provide would be service coordination. Um, that's sort of like a case manager. Right. You know, they, they ensure that the individual is getting the services that they need, writing the service plan. Um, and then from there, there is the aid service, which we call HCSS. That is the home and community-based support services. Okay. Um, that would be someone that's able to come in based on the individual's needs. Say they need help with daily living tasks, right. um, getting up in the morning and getting dressed. You know that aid would be in there to help them with the oversight and supervision and hands-on um, completing those tasks. There's also counseling that's available to not only the participants that we serve, but also the families that are, um, you know, they may have a difficult time because their loved one had a traumatic brain injury or now has dementia and they're having a difficult time dealing with it. Right. So there's also counseling services available to families. Okay. And then there's things, some really nuts and bolts things in terms of adapting a, a home so that someone it makes it more accessible for them or even meal service. Sure. Yep. We also have the um, environmental modification services where say an individual was living in a nursing home for a couple of years and upon discharge from the nursing home in order to live in the community they need a ramp in their house and they need the doorways in their house um, you know with thresholds so that they could use their wheelchair um, an environmental modification would be something that could be done so that they could live in the community we also have congregate and home delivered meals. Um, these are for individuals who cannot safely prepare their own meals. Um, they would get their meals delivered to them. Wow, so you really think of every piece that is needed to make sure someone is successful and safe yes. in their homes. Yes. And this is so much in line with what Arise does as an independent living center because we're all about, first of all, um, looking at every individual as a distinct person with their own unique desires and needs and also putting making sure we have services in the community so they can be successful this is right in line with what we do right and the um, RRDC is a pretty big region as I recall 
Yes, um, the RRDC, we cover eight counties, um, and I can list off the counties if you would like. Sure. We cover Onondaga, Oneida, Herkimer, Jefferson, Lewis, St. Lawrence, Oswego, and Madison County. That's that's a really big area. Yes. And approximately how many folks do we interact with in a, in a year or so? For the NHTD waiver program, mm -hmm. I would say referral-wise, we receive approximately 100 to 150 referrals for the program. That doesn't mean that all of them are successful referrals and move forward. A lot right. of times, sometimes things happen and things change and it might just not be a good fit for the individual anymore. Um, and if that's the case, we would do our best to refer them to another program that may be a better fit right. for them. Um, that, that makes total sense because circumstances do change right. and um, are very dynamic. And I, I would imagine that you do a fair amount of, of follow-up to make sure that you know, the service plan is being followed, that the providers are, are providing the services that we've talked about, and that and, you know, the things haven't changed. Right. Yep. So uh, we do have guidelines that we follow through Department of Health. We have certain amount of days when we receive a f referral that we need to follow up with the person that has submitted the referral. They have put these guidelines in place so that people just don't fall, you know, under and get lost in the mix of things because we all know that there's a lot of paperwork still. Right. This day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, and as for the service plans, our service plans are reviewed annually for both NHG and TBI waiver programs okay. and approved by the RRDC. Great. Okay. And I think that um, it's pretty universal right now that there's a real shortage of workers in direct service in health care. And although that doesn't directly affect the work that you're doing, it, it does in the sense that the providers we're interacting with might have difficulties hiring staff. Has that really been the experience? Unfortunately, since the start of the pandemic and prior to the pandemic, we have had a really difficult time getting our provider agencies have had a difficult time getting staff um, healthcare workers like you said an aid service right. in the home um, and I'm not sure if it's due to the wages that they make um, however I know it is very difficult for the families to understand why we cannot just put services in place as much as we really want to help them right it's hard it's very hard to get staff in there. And it's it's hard, as you said, for a family to wait when they've really got this plan and they want to just go forward. And right. Then you've got this roadblock. Are you seeing any movement in this area? I feel as though the past couple of months there has been a little bit of progression. Mm -hmm. I feel like we might be moving forward a little bit, but it's very slow. And I can imagine it's difficult for you because you're interacting with these families and explaining this really complex system and then also these factors that are completely out of your control. Right. How do you do that? It's not easy. 
Um, I like to be upfront when I first meet with the families or even talk to them on the phone. I do not ever promise anything. Mm -hmm. I explain to them in full detail what it would take to get someone onto the waiver program and to get services in place, especially if we have someone that's applying that lives in St. Lawrence County or Madison County. It's very difficult to get services when you don't live on a bus line. A lot of the aides use the bus route to get to work. Right. So that makes it very difficult. So right. I'm just up front with them, um, you know, and let them know we will try our very best. And the service coordinators that we work with are phenomenal. The provider agencies, they really, really do try to get all of the services to get somebody home or divert from the nursing home. Absolutely, because, I mean, that's our goal is to, right. to see success in the community. Can you um, think of an example or two of someone that you've worked with in, as a success story or a story that was more meaningful to you? A couple of months ago, probably September, I received a phone call. I didn't look at the caller ID. I just picked up the phone and answered it. Mm -hmm. The voice on the phone sounded so familiar to me. And then she said what her name was. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And I said, hi, so-and-so, it's Chelsea. And she said, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's you. <laughs> So this was a phone call from a mother of a couple of kids that I went to high school with. She actually, um, I grew up around the corner from them. Wow. A lot, of, I spent a lot of time um, playing sports with her kids. Um, she was just the mom that was always out there. Um, you know, any kid could be welcome to her house. Um, it was just awesome to hear from her so we talked for a while and then we got down to business right. and I you know she explained what was going on and it was her mother-in-law who was 90 years old and um, recently had fallen down the stairs um, and you know was injured and needed some assistance so I took the referral right over the phone I went out to her house just a couple of days later to complete right. the intake myself. I said, I want to go. Mm -hmm. I normally wouldn't complete intakes, but I wanted to go because I, you know, I had that connection. Right. Um, and that was in September. Um, she will be approved for waiver services by February 1st of 2023. Wow. So um, it's just a great feeling to have, you know, that we, we're actually helping even people that I know that are so close to me and other people as well. Absolutely, and I think that uh, that story underscores a couple of things. One is that um, we are a small community and we do all have to help each other. We are all connected and you just never know when someone is going to need these services. Right. And in my mind, it also demonstrates just just how passionate and committed you are to this program. And it's so important for our community. And, and thanks for what you do every day, Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise, support independence.